0: Welcome into Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here. No Gavin today, but I am rejoined by the former host of Locked On Knicks, James Marcita. Super excited to have him back to continue going through your mailbag questions for this month on today's episode. We talk about what player the Knicks could maybe target next if they're able to pull off a Donovan Mitchell trade. Then we talk about a huge debate between four fan favorite Uh, handheld food options, burgers, hot dogs, burritos, and tacos. Which ones are the best? And then we finish off with some more discussions, including uh, what the the Knicks should do as far as valuing their 2023 picks as they move forward in trade negotiations versus some of their other picks. So that's all coming up next on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, Every day.
1: And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. Starts without a fire. Ruins from the rim. Yes. Up, up, left. Now fires it. He's and he's fired. And he's fired. Anthony for two. three. Fire! That one goes down. Back up off the glass. It's gone. take care. infectious.
0: Welcome to Locked On Knicks. I want to thank you guys for always making Locked On Knicks your first listen, whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube, taking in the sights and the sounds all at once. Uh, I am Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Knicks site, The Strickland, which you can find at thestrick.land. And as I said in the intro, we've got some great stuff to get into today. Myself and former host of Locked On Knicks, James Marcita, So I won't hold it up any further. I'll just get right into the discussion. Uh, But I think we can move to our our next question. Another Donovan Mitchell. Go figure. There's a lot of Donovan (laughs) Mitchell going around these days. (laughs) Uh, This one comes from FC at Fraser D. Coleman on Twitter, uh, who says, Last year we wanted Donovan, and he opted to sign a max deal with Utah. A year later, he wants to be traded to New York. This year, another set of Knicks wishlist players, Beal, Levine, and Zion, signed max deals. Spido's side, who asked to be traded to New York in 2023, and why is it Zion? <laughs> a little bit of a I See load what of you questions. did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but who do you think out of? I mean, out of those three, I, I kind of feel like Zion for sure. Yeah, because if the Knicks, if this is under the assumption the Knicks get Mitchell, why would they be in the market then for Beal or Levine, who basically played nah. the same position the same exact yeah. way? You know.
1: and obviously, you know, it's been reported to death, uh, reported, obviously Zion is fans with or friends with RJ Parrot. And what was reported was that he wanted to go to the next, you know, uh, when he actually got drafted. Who knows if that's true, but there's like a little bit of smoke there. And if any of those three guys would, I, I think, try to get here, my money would be on him. Who knows, though? I don't know. I don't know how to read Zion because he's like just very uncomfortable in the press. You can tell he's kind of like a shy guy, uh, not on the court, obviously. Uh, but when he talks, you know, he's been in the league a few years now. He just seems very uncomfortable, which I'm not making fun of him. It's fine. Like lots of people, it's not their vibe. But I, I can't like read him. He, even when he's like, like he's like, he's yeah, I want to be here. And I feel like he's like sweating bullets lying. <laughs> but he he kind of, if you watch him enough, like he sort of seems that way no matter what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on in his head.
0: Yeah, that goes back a long time with Zion, right? Like, even before the draft or even, uh, like, during his one season at Duke with RJ, like, I still remember it sticks out like a like a sore thumb to me. Like, it was when they were at MSG, if I remember correctly, and, like, Zion mania was in full effect. Like, everybody was nuts over Zion being like, oh, my God, I can't believe we missed this guy and didn't have him as, like, the next LeBron coming into this college season. Like, this kid's crazy, whatever. And so everybody always wanted to talk to him, and you know they went up to him and they're like, "What's it like having you know Duke be your team or whatever?" And he like immediately without pause, he was like, "No, I think it's RJ's team." But RJ, what do you think about? This? <laughs> or like RJ, what do you think about going to the Knicks? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just wanted to deflect right away, and that's yeah, yeah it, he is a little bit hard to read. I I think you know probably if you gave True Serum and were like, "Would you be rather be playing with the Knicks right now or would you rather be playing with the Pelicans?" He'd be like the Knicks, obviously, but. Yeah. You know, because he just would want to play with his best friend in RJ, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But as it stands, it's going to be a difficult situation. You know what I mean? I think with him more so than others, like it's going to partly depend on what contract RJ gets, because there is a limit. There's that weird NBA rule where the there's a limit max to how ha- extensions exactly. Yeah. To how yeah. many rookie max <laughs> extension players you can have on the team. And I think it's only one at a time. So if RJ, which gets- has been
1: delighting me for uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, trade yeah. pursuits of KD and Kyrie, like anyone they could potentially be a partner with, they can't because they already have uh, what's his face, the guy you can't shoot, Ben Simmons. That one. Ben Simmons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's so much funnier than him. Like, yeah, such like a he's the a guy, guy holding bust. everything. He's like out. one of the weirdest busts ever like, yeah. who, like, did come into the league, you know, obviously with the injury, but then, like, really excellent skills and then just sort of, like, had a meltdown. And,
0: uh, yeah, it's uh, – Different story. <laughs> it is a different story, although I am really intrigued to see how <laughs> Simmons is going to work out ultimately in his career or if he even, like, wants to play basketball anymore because that seems uh, – potentially. But, uh, anyway, that's a whole different discussion. I have discussion. heard
1: nothing but – uh less than complimentary things about Ben Simmons. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I don't think James is screwed on straight.
0: Yeah, James Bond. James well. Bob, 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> NBA 2K insider James Marcita. Yeah, don't, says. don't say my player after I say that. <laughs> anyway, not really um, into my job at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, at any rate, yeah, it, to get back to the the overall spirit of the question like I don't I don't know for sure if I see Zion asking his way to the Knicks like as soon as next year I think that that would be a couple years down the line I think if you want to talk about guys that would be even more stubborn to make a deal happen than like Danny Ainge is being with Donovan Mitchell right now it would be uh, David Griffin with Zion Williamson like because he's going to be like Absolutely not. Like I've another got him. thinks his... he's
1: the greatest GM of all time? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely not going to trade his twenty-something-year-old uh, franchise cornerstone that easily. So we'll see what happens. Know
1: though, if, especially if Donovan comes and the, the gardens just like on fire. Uh, even if they're not like true championship contenders, like that's going to you
0: know. There's going to be instant far. instant rumor heat ups, especially if they keep enough like powder in the the barrel after the Mitchell trade to make another trade there's going to instantly, if they start off well this year, be talk of like, all right, well, who's going to be the finishing piece to add to the Knicks? like, And how are they going to do it? Because now they're clearly good. Yeah. It's going to feel very much like... won't it be a huge failure
1: if Leon Rose was (laughs) brought here for his connections, can't bring in a third star.
0: (laughs) If Leon Rose can't bring literally any player in the NBA to the Knicks at any (laughs) given time for almost no money and or compensation, what kind of GM even is he? Um... No, but like it's definitely it's gonna get loud in the same way that like things got loud when the Amari Knicks were doing good after he signed, and it was like, all right, like what's next? And then of course it was mellow. Um, and was that so happened. Much fun that brief moment when he scored like thirty points ten games in a row or whatever it was. Yes, set the franchise <laughs> record. The golden yep. era, really. If we're if we're being honest, <laughs> if uh, we're twelve years old, yeah. If like we're 12, tw- I yeah, I was like in my early twenties. It was like the best days of my life. All right, I'll be right back in with James, and we'll get into an age-old debate between four handheld foods. What's better between tacos, burritos, hot dogs, and burgers? But first, I got to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. And I gotta say, taking a look at the lines for tonight, the Mets are gonna be back in action. And with Max Scherzer on the hill, they are one-and-a-half run favorites over the Padres at home. Uh I advised betting on the Mets the last time that Scherzer was on the mound and that proved to be sound advice. I would probably do that again. So bet on the Mets cuz you know, I'm not at all biased. I'm not a huge Mets fan. You should just do it cuz I say so. So head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Anyway, so let's move to uh, uh, another question here. This is more food questions, James. I made sure to oh, pull yeah. all these ones uh, because
1: I am a noted fat ass and enjoy
0: food. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> noted, noted food connoisseur, um, <laughs> James Marcita over here, the master of uh, salting the pasta water, but not garlic powdering it. Uh, and this question comes from Alex Smiley Face at Anxious and One on Twitter. Alex wants to know rank the following tacos burgers hot dogs and burritos and Alex notes this is the most nyx related question I have the guts to ask with my anxiety about a Mitchell trade through the roof so totally with you Alex it's good to talk about something different like ranking for iconic handheld wow. meat stuffed generally foods uh, here so, James, I will toss it to you first for this this monument. Should we go back and forth on on one, one, or should we go four to one going back and forth? Maybe that's the way to do it. What's your number four? All
1: right. This is, you know, I'm willing to, uh, because I'm the king of nuance, I'm willing to uh, talk through this and change my mind, but I'll give you my, you know, initial instinct, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say this is, which goes against my instinct as a takesman to just be as loud and obnoxious as possible and insist that I'm right <laughs> no matter what. But I'm gonna say number four is burritos. Okay.
0: All right. What's your rationale?
1: <clears throat> I think I need to go from the top down in order to get my <laughs> rationale because it's all about it's how they relate to the other ones. So I, 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 like, it's like it's a spoiler alert. To all right, me, a burrito. All right. Fine. Just
0: just do them all at once. Do them all at once, all right, and yeah, then okay. and then we can start we can talking through our yeah, rationale. All right, Yeah. I appreciate
1: what you're trying to do here with the showmanship, yes. but I think this might be another conversation as well. Okay. So. <laughs> I think I think he's got it in order. I would go tacos, burgers, hot dogs, burritos, um, with the caveat that they're all wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... Uh, none of these are bad. Um, to me, a burrito is just, like, an enormous taco. You know, like... like A taco, I can eat like 10 if I want to have a, to be as stuffed and like about to puke as I would be if I ate a burrito, but I don't have to. And I feel like you get more like just perfect bites with the burrito, or sorry, with the taco. You get like, you know, two, three perfect bites. Um, They come in, you can also like have so many different ones. Like you can have like three different tacos. You're getting all these different flavors. Burgers, I think there's less variety in how they taste. Although you could obviously do, do different, um, you know, toppings and whatever, and different cheeses and all that stuff. But I these days, I'm more uh, my favorite burger is a double smash burger. Smash burgers are very trendy, but I think for good reason. You get all that Maillard reaction from the <laughs> uh, the browned meat, and you can still cook them to kind of like a medium. You, you get like two. Like you get a double smash burger. That to me is like the my favorite way to eat a burger at the moment. Hot dogs, wonderful. I love a hot dog. You can also put a surprising amount of stuff on hot dogs. Um, not just like I mean, if it's normal, I'm a ketchup and mustard guy, which I know some people think like ketchup is disgusting on a hot dog. I personally don't. I like them both. But you know, you can put like chili cheese on it. You can put kimchi. You can put like anything you could think really on a hot dog. And then a burrito, like burritos are great too. I love a breakfast burrito. I don't know that I've had a good breakfast taco. No, I have. That's a lie. I've had lots.
0: I make of breakfast tacos, tacos at home all the time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I take that back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> instant, <laughs> sometimes <instant. laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Well, there's something I think you could have like more ingredients probably in a burrito, and so for that's like kind of nice, but. Um, yeah, and tacos, I mean, I've had a real, tacos had a real moment on the internet, and I was like, eh, whatever. It's just, it was. I feel like it was the same time when, like, bacon was, oh, bacon on everything is the best thing in the world. Like, yeah, bacon's good, but, like, shut up. It's so trendy. Go get a mustache <laughs> tattoo on your finger. <laughs> you know, <it's>, uh, <laughs> but moving out to the West Coast, where, like, I'm in, the, you know, in California, it's just, like, there's, like, literally, like, I swear to God, there's, like, 100 amazing, like, taco joints within, like, a two-mile radius of me, and so you can try a different one every day, and they're all incredible. Um, and so I've been on a big taco kick uh, recently. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm putting them. You know, pizza's not in here. That's a big – I'm not even going to touch that right now. I'm just going to leave this at the four. But, yeah, tacos – I'm not saying tacos are my favorite, like, junk food. I don't know if I believe that. But of this list, I'm putting in number one. I'm curious what you think. You've been very – I can't read if you're like hating what I'm saying or agreeing with me. I feel like I'm about to get some serious pushback though.
0: Nope. Unfortunately, I'm a hundred percent with you. That's my list. Um,
1: I'll
0: just give my justifications real quick. So I'm with you with the tacos and burritos thing. I'll add another layer to that discussion, which is if I go to like a Mexican place for the first time, there's so many amazing Mexican flavors that you can get that, and especially now you get these like fusion taco joints too, that make like, mm-hmm. there's one by me that makes like a Nashville hot chicken taco or like, uh, um, sure. yeah. like a, like a Thai cauliflower taco or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's all this crazy <laughs> right, crap right. that you can get and put it in a taco. <laughs> and that's not to say you couldn't put that same stuff in a burrito, but if you go to a Mexican restaurant or, you know, just, we'll say a, a Mexican fusion restaurant, whatever you wind up going to, you want to try like one of everything because you look at the menu and you're like, Oh my God, this all sounds so good. And so I can go in and very comfortably order like three tacos and get one different one for each thing. So Mm -hmm. I can try like a bunch of different flavors, whereas, or even if I'm feeling like super hungry, get like a fourth, but you can't go in and order like, Three burritos, <laughs> or like, just give me like the variety burrito. Like, <laughs> right. I want to get like Stuff one... half of it with this, and, yeah. and the half other it. half with the other thing. Um, the thing the with the burritos, th- I'm going to eat the whole thing. I'm yeah. gonna eat the whole
1: thing, and I'm gonna yeah. feel uncomfortable afterward. But, exactly. So, is and, that a me problem? Shh. Little bit but I'm also blaming the burrito
0: it wants yeah, you to I blame eat in the city why not blame the burrito uh but also there's another point that you brought up about burritos too not to slander burritos because I I do still love them like these I will
1: mess stuff. up a burrito right now trust yeah me, I
0: will please. I'll eat a burrito right now on, on this thing um I will eat a burrito flavored built bar right now no I'm kidding um, <laughs> 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 um coconut but like, baby <laughs> <laughs> but the, the things you said about the, the perfect bite, too, I feel like is harder to get with a burrito because, like, say you go to Chipotle, for example, they don't mix them up, which is fine. I kind of enjoy that to a degree about a Chipotle burrito. But if you ever want to get, like, your carnitas, your rice, your guac, your pico, your, you know, spicy salsa, whatever, all in one bite, you got to, like, unhinge your jaw, to try to get that one bite that has everything in it
1: and you're constantly like reorienting it you're like wait i yeah. thought i folded it in a way where the rice was at the bottom and i had it but then like halfway yep. through it changes and you're like rotating You're like wait where's yeah. the stuff yeah it's
0: just you know it's more work a taco is simpler you just like wolf that thing down and it's delicious um mm-hmm. and then you know by virtue of tacos and burritos being so similar That's why burritos end up at the bottom here, because the other two are giving me something different. I'm a huge burger guy. I'm actually somewhat surprised I'm not putting burgers number one here, but the more I was thinking about it, I was like, tacos, you could just – there's so many more varieties. Like a burger, even if it's like a turkey burger versus a beef burger, it's still a burger ultimately. Right. And you could put all kinds of cool stuff on it. Like I love – I've had
1: burgers with like pesto and like sun-dried tomatoes and stuff. You know, I've had like stuff like that, and like it's good, you know, but it's still – you've got that – beef patty which yeah well if it's done well it's amazing and
0: you know incredible meal but it 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 makes it more savory, exactly but i love burgers to death i i would eat again i would eat a, a like five burgers on on the podcast right now if i had some in front of me
1: do you have a favorite
0: taco filling like a protein or i've become a huge um I, so, I think it's just like pork in general is my favorite. Uh, I've, okay. I've really started to like Al Pastor tacos a lot, the ones that they cook on the spit and they just like. That, the, cut like the yeah, meat off. the real
1: Al Pastor. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, like the real deal. Like, that's so good if you find a place that does that. Um, other than that, I just love like a good Carnitas with like just the Carnitas down and then like fresh cilantro and like raw onion on onion, it yeah, with like best. a little salsa on top. Mm, delicious. Um,
1: and a true carnitas too. Like there's, there's no bad carnitas, but like the good carnitas, like is like the people who like cook the whole pig and they have a little bit from like all parts of the pig, and like mm-hmm. some of it's crunchy and some of it, you know, you get that. My favorite uh, taco meat is actually lengua.
0: I had lengua recently, like for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. If it's done well, it's like incredibly tender, and mm-hmm. very flavorful, and all that. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'll just figure oh, I'll make a quick case for hot dogs too. Hot dogs mm-hmm. are just I mean, they catch a lot of hate because you don't really know what's in them and they're kind of gross
1: mm-hmm. in
0: that respect, but they're so sure. freaking delicious. Like if you're willing to yeah. put aside like I don't know what's inside this thing, it's really delicious. And like a, a hot dog, honestly, this this is maybe a hot take. I like them better in a pan than than like grilled on a grill. Uh because oh. I like I like the like caramelization better. On the outside, but sure, sure. like, but like you get more pan. surface area touching the, mm-hmm. yeah. The pan. So like a nicely cooked hot dog like that with like I don't know like that's why I like smash burgers are so good because it touches the whole pan. It's not just like the stripes mm-hmm. on the grill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm with it. I love hot dogs. So I will I will go bat for hot dogs all day. But we could probably keep talking about these four things. <laughs> I could go for hours. Yeah, we'll we could go for hours. <laughs> but we're going to instead move to our next question here. This comes from Mick Lynch Stan account uh, at Jax365 on Twitter, who previously asked you to do your your famous old intro. Uh, mm-hmm. But Jax wants to know. So I think the Knicks should not trade theirs and Dallas's picks in 2023 to restock the roster. Is that the right thing to do? I guess this depends on the definition, right, of what Jax is I don't understand the question. They should not trade their and Dallas's pick in 23. I guess this is maybe like keeping both the Knicks and Dallas's pick off of a Mitchell trade in favor of other picks, potentially, just so that they can have a hand in next year's draft. I guess I could sort of get with that, but...
1: I know nothing about the 23 draft other than, you know, Wemba Yama and people say there's like... I think I was listening to your program and... uh... Your uh, thing with uh, David Locke the other day, and uh, uh, and Gavin was like, "There's like seven or eight people who might have all-star upside or whatever, even though we're a year out." And so that's you know, if that's true or whatever, I don't know. But like, in my opinion, I have no pro- I have no problem getting rid of these two because it's like they do have a lot of youth that's like really promising that should get minutes now, and I feel like where they'll run into problems is a couple years down the line if they, like, don't have any ways to improve a roster that might be, like, capped out at, you know, if, if we're really lucky at, uh, like, a conference finals level or something like that. And then when you don't have your picks, it becomes harder to improve. And by a couple of years, I, you know, it could be three to five, one to six, whatever. So, I don't, to, to me, I'm less worried about uh, these immediate picks, but maybe that's misguided of me. I'm willing to
0: admit that. No, I feel the same. Like, the general consensus has been that NBA GMs are, like, head over heels with next year's draft. And, like, most draft Mm -hmm. Twitter people are, too. And probably rightfully so. Like, it seems like an awesome draft. But, like, the reality to me is, you know, if the Knicks uh, end up with Donovan Mitchell and they have Mitchell, Brunson, RJ, Mitchell Robinson, you know, in the middle, manning the defense, like, Obi Toppin presumably at power forward if they move on from Randall. Like, I just don't see a world where that team's not going to make the playoffs. Like, I think their floor then becomes maybe the first play in team, you know, like the nine seed. And that would be if things went horribly wrong, you know? And I think their best case outcome is they like basically repeat 2021 and sort of sneak into the upper echelon of things, you know, if, if things really work out. So I, you know, I, I have a hard time being, and I also don't see Dallas, like as much as I think their off season has been hilariously, not that great. Um, in large part, thanks to the Knicks, which makes it that much better. (laughs) Um, you I like know, how they're
1: I, talking about all the free agents we would typically be talking about
0: for like yeah, just like, like washed point guards. All you know, these uh, like John Wall, scraping maybe. the bottom of the barrel type dudes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, so I don't see a world where they're bad enough to miss the playoffs either. You know, I just even with losing Brunson, they did get Christian Wood, who is merc- mercurial, but he's good. Um you know, so that'll be a good Luca's
1: too good to uh, you know they're they're not gonna be a lottery team right? exactly. you know, they're, they're, like they're, and they're,
0: even if they uh, were it's uh, top ten protected yeah even but. if they were it's top ten protected so you're capped you know so it's like if the worst case scenario hits and like Lukea gets injured or something he actually then looked, certain- I
1: saw some picture where he looked like fit. Yeah. As well. So if he's like really dedicating himself in that way too, like he can still get better. He's young as hell. So
0: He hit the the gym instead of the beach first thing after the season was over this year. Um, But yeah, so I don't have any problem with dealing them. Like you said, I, I think that the bigger priority should be trying to hold on to as many further on picks as possible because, you know, in this next year or two, the cap is projected to go up again. Cause the NBA is going to sign another new TV deal, which is apparently uh-huh. I saw some projection that said that the cap might go upwards of almost like 200 million at a certain point, because wow. like this TV deal is supposed to be so huge now, uh, which I understand, which I get like there's big money to be made for the NBA. Their product has probably never been more popular than it is right now. Overall, thanks to the soap opera element and everything of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all goes, but, If that's the case, like, you know, the Knicks might have some maneuverability in the next couple of years to still add another free agent or swing another trade or whatever. I would be more concerned with holding on to those later picks because then, as you said, gives you more ammunition for a trade down the line or gives you an opportunity to add guys in the 20s or, you know, the late teens or whatever that could potentially, which they have done great at, that could contribute to your team and fill out the roster later on when you're more capped out and more locked into hopefully a, a core that. Could be contending so um yeah i don't i don't have a huge problem with giving up those two picks um if it was for a guy like mitchell obviously and you know without giving up again like you're not giving up like eight first round picks here you know if, if it's like one maybe two nicks unprotected picks like 2023 and 2025 and then like the dallas pick and whatever other protected picks cool starts getting beyond that then you're like all right, no, like this. I draw the objection more with the extra picks outside of 2023. I almost take trading 2023 as a given at this point if they want to get Mitchell. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move to our next question. Uh, <laughs> this one's funny. Uh, the average fan podcast at underscore the average fan. Any chance Fournier is Mormon? I know a place. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what place that could be. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't think there's a good chance that Fournier is Mormon, considering I think that the greatest concentration of Mormons and perhaps only concentration of Mormons is in Utah. I don't yeah, know. I
1: think that's right. Yeah, I mean, they're missionaries, I think, so they might have some like <laughs> Mexico City outpost or something. Maybe Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, don't. Yeah. I
0: don't know if Mormonism <laughs> has made it out to uh, France in numbers yet. So <laughs> no, I don't think. I guess there's yeah. always a chance Fournier could convert, but I don't find it. <laughs> I like Fournier, but if he's got to go, he's got to go. That's and right. he's got to go. All right. Uh, James, one last question for you, of course, in reference to your your iconic Twitter handle, the, at the Irishman <laughs> he hee. Uh, <laughs> our buddy uh-huh. Jax365 from Twitter again wants to know, was Martin Scorsese's 2019 film The Irishman the last great film or the last worst film before the pandemic hit. Thanks. I'll leave this totally to you. I still haven't watched it yet. You
1: (laughs) son of a gun. I don't want you to have to write down another timestamp. I just saw you writing down the timestamps of where I curse. (laughs) So that is very funny. Uh, But, (laughs) I mean, The Irishman is uh, unironically a masterpiece. I have no problem saying that. Uh, One day history will vindicate me if it hasn't already. If you haven't seen The Irishman, I recommend you do it immediately. Uh,
0: you know, there's plenty of good media out there, so I won't hate on you too hard, Alex. But it's a good one. I mean, it's just tough it, to it, set it, aside like four hours of my life at once
1: <laughs> to watch. <laughs> Come on, how I'm much? How, how much do you spend? Uh, you know, thinking about the Knicks every week. Think about it that way. You've already wasted like eight thousand times the uh, length of The Irishman. Yeah. On, on this. <laughs> know
0: wonderful but horrible
1: franchise i that guess that's adore. very true i guess
0: that's very true maybe maybe once we switch and to the marvel the, uh...
1: cinematic universe oh my god
0: come on <laughs> take away like one and a half thors and you can watch the irishman <laughs> or if i take away one watching of avengers endgame i could fit it in i guess but I, it's really important that i watch avengers endgame for the 14th time. I don't know if you understand this, but I never you know, saw that one. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you have not seen that one.
1: I you did know. watch the uh, Infinity Stone or whatever. That was the one before that, right? Yes, Infinity War. Yes.
0: <laughs> Infinity War. There you go. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm that dying,
1: you. crying, Mr. Stark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, box my man. People crying.
1: I'm scared, Mr. Stark. <laughs>
0: yeah, me too. <laughs> Did you know that that scene was improvised? That's a fun fact. That was it? That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah Tom a former Holland improviser. That's impressive. Tom Holland improvised that one. Anyway, James, I think we've reached the end of this discussion. It went exactly as long as I thought it would, just about an hour. Uh, it was. We are we are professionals. You still got it, James. I just got to tell no, you, you, you still got it, buddy. Especially when it's discussion about handheld foods.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that was really my element. And I haven't smoked weed since like 10 this
0: morning, so I'm very sharp. Extra yeah. impressive. Uh, James, do you have anything that you want to promote before you get off the podcast here? Maybe uh, the newest yeah. version of NBA 2K. Yeah, by NBA 2K, uh, I am the lead writer for
1: my career, and the story this year is very fun. Uh, if you pre order some like insane version, you even get like three free months of. Uh, What is it called? League Pass. Uh, It's like the hundred fifty dollar one, but like League Pass is expensive. So I don't know. Whatever. Um, I recommend having children. They really are uh, a joy. (laughs) I like to promote breeding, and uh, (laughs) that's it. And the Locked On Knicks, my favorite podcast about the Knicks.
0: Everybody's favorite podcast. The 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 greatest Knicks podcast in the multiverse. As as we once used That's to say, right. um, I will just—I have one last 2K question. Are you going to be in 2K still as one of the random high school players you play against in my career as you're on your way up uh, the ladder um, to to the league? Yeah, not this year. Hilariously, there was like a huge, enormous center named James Marcita <laughs> that I was playing against a couple of years ago, <laughs> uh-huh. and and I was like, huh. I know that guy. It doesn't look much well, it, like him. It was <laughs> funny
1: because, you know, I play the game a lot before it gets released, like looking for bugs and stuff. And, uh, like, they really nerfed him before release. <laughs> He's like, you could not be – I could not be stopped before the game came out. And they're like, all right, James is a little too strong. to
0: chill out. I'm like, come on, guys.
1: Come on, keep uh, letting me get
0: my triple doubles.
1: <laughs> they're actually, like, it's they're very cool about, like uh, – You know, like when new people join the team, they'll use their names a lot. And it's just like, because it's really, it's like, for me, it was so fun to hear, you know, like actual announcers use my name. And like, that was a real trip. So, uh, someone asked before, I think it was Mikey, if 2K
0: treats people well, and they do. All right. Well, that's as good a note (laughs) to end on as any. So, thank you everybody for listening in to Locked On Next. Hope you enjoyed this visit with old host James Marcita forever my goat of locked on Nick's uh, podcast host so uh, thank you all for listening we'll have more episodes coming your way as this Donovan Mitchell train keeps rolling as this off-season train keeps rolling we'll keep bringing on some good guests having some more mailbag discussions I think we're gonna have another mailbag guest next week as well to get into some of the more questions that you guys ask but if anybody still finds himself with questions to ask of course look on Twitter it's like not too far back in our our tweets. Uh, And go and, you know, send us a mailbag question because we'll definitely answer it on an episode next week. But until next time, thank you all for listening. Talk to you all soon. Peace out.